Get your popcorn ready because it's time for a movie watching party on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Queen Bee. And... Professor Plum. <laughs> that, that's the... Uh, we'll do Clue. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do that one first. <laughs> okay. That was totally not what we had arranged for this day of podcast recording, but we're already in it. So today, apparently, we're talking about Clue. <laughs> you killed me, Josh. You killed me right there. <laughs> Buy a Clue there, Josh. Please. Thank you for that. Oh. <laughs> that would be Clue the movie for anybody who's who is uh, concerned or confused, like Mike and I are. Because <laughs> Josh just jumps right in. <laughs> so, Clue the movie, the co- the comedy movie from I believe 1985. Yes, yeah. you are yes. correct. It was yeah. 1985. Not not the made-for-TV movie from 2011, nor the made-for-TV miniseries from 2014, neither of which oh. I've watched, because that's way too much preparation, and I don't do uh. preparation. And why would a board game need a miniseries? Uh, I, I still don't understand that one. Well, I would assume that's so that if you um want to explore <laughs> the deep profile of how each person could have caused the crime, you can watch it from their perspective. It sounds really boring, honestly. <laughs> It, it really does. Oh my god, I would not want to watch that. Hell, I don't want would to watch, watch them a, anyway. <laughs> would you watch a Twitch stream of someone playing Clue? Depends on how good at the game they are. Mm. I mean, I could see, like, you get... you. you I mean, because there's the Master Detective version of the game that has, like, extra cri- criminals and extra weapons and extra rooms, which is, in my opinion, the only way to play that game, because it's mm-hmm. awesome. Because the original game just, it goes by too quick, in my opinion, and too easy to guess. It's, but, it's, yeah. If you had a good group of people with Master Detective, I could totally see that. Let's get them on it. Yeah, let's let's I'll just call. do that one time for, for like we'll each buy our own set of Master Detective, and then we'll like play a game of Clue together. <laughs> that would be horrible. Okay, sure, would be absolutely. I, don't I know think. How you uh, them. I think Tom Cruise still owes me one, so we'll see if we can get him <laughs> in on this. I, I actually. I, I'm not even certain that Master Detective itself is made anymore. I know I tried to look into buying it at one point because I prefer that version. And I don't think it's actually made at this point. But I wonder if there's like a phone app of it that's like the extended edition or something of it. Like if well, we I can play it. I buy it on eBay. Well, yeah, I think most, most of the, uh, I guess, property specific ones like Golden Girls and Office and whatnot, I think that's based off of the Master version. Okay. If memory serves. Okay. What's it called? Um, clue Master Detective. Just like Detective. the Golden Girls Clue. Yeah. Yeah, it's Clue Master Detective. It has to have like the larger board with the extra rooms and everything. So but that's that's the one I want to play. I like that one. But we're we're kind of off tangent, which is amazing for us because we're off tangent within the first two minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Actually thirty seconds because I uh It is I'm anywhere between wait, wait, wait. There, it's anywhere between twenty four ninety nine and thirty eight forty nine for the Master Detective on eBay. Ooh, hello. There's, there's lots of versions. Yeah. Yes. Lots, I, lots of versions available. Yay. That's so. both affordable and cool. <laughs> Apparently we're doing a PSA for eBay now. 
anyway, just so saying. What we what we are actually here to talk about is not so much the board game, although the board game kind of ties in because the movie's trying to like do a comedic version of it. But we are talking about the 1985 movie with Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn and. Professor Plum was Christopher Lloyd and a bunch of other people. The guy from Michael Final Cap. Yeah, yeah Leslie you. Ann Warren, Colleen Camp. Yeah. Okay. So we all know actors' names. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I had a Madeline Kahn there moment and completely forgot what I was going to say and just stuttered. Okay. So <laughs> that will tie I in. going to make it to the final. Final cut. Yeah, but we'll 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 get to that eventually. So I like this movie. I will go. I will go first because it's my podcast. I like this movie. I I I really like it. I I know that it wasn't a success when it came out at the time. I think audiences and theaters didn't quite get what the movie was going for. Which you know, it's a weird little movie. And I think the movie was also hobbled by the fact that in the the. The version that you can watch on TV or off of Amazon like I did or on the DVD, it has all the endings stitched together to make like a very clue-like experience. Who could have possibly done this crime? And that shows you all the various solutions. But when you watch it at the movie theaters, they only gave you one of three different ones randomly assigned to each theater. So you had to like go around town and watch the movie three times, which ain't no one got time for that. Mm -mm. It's kind of like, you know, how Cats came out and they had to give you a different digital version. Yeah, but to make it better. Yeah, it's but, kind of that kind of experience where you had to keep going back to see the film and really it didn't change much except for the ending. And then after three months they actually brought out all the endings. Yeah. They did have all the endings in one of the theaters, because I remember Eventually. seeing it in the theater with all the endings. Nice. But hmm. I mean, I think the other difference was, is, is that Clue is a good movie and Cats is not. I was one Whatever. years old when it came out, so I, I only saw it on VHS. Yeah, no, I, control. I was only four, and you guys didn't take me to see that when I was that age, so I had to see it on TV as well. I'm old. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but... I was. I'm old, and I saw it in the theaters. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <sighs> but no, I think I, I, the movie is honestly for what it is. It's really well constructed. This was something that I paid attention to when I was watching it for this podcast. Was you know it's it's funny and ha ha and yes it has multiple endings, but who really cares? You just kind of watch it for the enjoyment of it. But if you go and you watch the movie and you're actually paying attention, all of the various endings that the movie comes up with, the various people who could have done the crime and how it all ties together, they're all actually justifiable within the bounds of the base movie. Mm -hmm. Correct, yeah. yes. Like, any of them could have worked. Yeah. Yeah, but I I like the real, the what they determine as the real ending as the real ending. I kind of like that one the best. I think that was the one it was supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. Well, it might have been the one that was in the script, and then while they were doing, like, the filming process, like, you know what, we could, like, do multiple endings, or someone just at the, on, like, the last pass of the script was like, let's write multiple endings because it's funny. And it is funny, but it's only funny if you get all three of them at once. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the first two are kind of like, eh. They're okay. They're, yeah, yeah. That, that is one of the, 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 the things is that the ending where everyone does the crime, uh, oh, at least one of the crimes within the bounds of the movie, where uh, a bunch of people die and one of the, you know, each person kills someone. Yeah. That is the one that actually feels like the right ending. If the other endings had had that kind of development, 
and the 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 detail put into it. I think any of the endings could have been just as good, but they don't. They feel more shallow. Yeah, pushed, forced. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like Leslie Ann Warren's character, she's like this uh, DC madam, uh, Ms. Scarlet, and mm-hmm. she um she could have easily like manipulated other people into doing some of the killings for her. So she could have had two or three accomplices in the house, but the movie just makes it so that she's the only one. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like the last ending, the quote unquote true ending the best, but that's glossing over. We've jumped right to the end of the movie and that glosses over all the good stuff that happens in there that the entire movie, I mean, okay, first five minutes or so is a little slow, but the entire movie is like once the crimes start happening and they're running around the house trying to figure out what's going on, it gets really fucking funny. It does. And there's there's three characters you have to kind of give credit to. Obviously, Tim Curry, who did a spectacular job as the butler. Uh-huh. Um, Wadsworth. And then you have Madeline Kahn, who plays Miss White, who is amazing. I mean, she's always been amazing, no matter what she's in. She's amazing. Um, and she brings such a character, character to her character. Um, and then you have Michael McKean, who I think is undoubtedly one of the most underrated actors in the business and he can play so many different characters and he's not a character actor that's the difference yeah um whereas madeline khan and tim curry obviously are they play a specific type of character pretty much all the time yeah that's true Um, i think tim tim curry definitely is playing tim curry in this movie which i don't think you can actually tamp down because tim curry plays tim curry and everything and he does it fabulously but it is very Tim Curry. And Madeline Kahn is very much a Madeline Kahn kind of performance in most of her stuff. Sometimes she gets into a character, but most of the time it's her being her, like, you know, stand-up comedy kind of self there. And she does it fantastically as well. But Michael McKean, I would agree with you, gets in the role of Mr. Green. Yes. And one of the things about Tim Curry, I don't know if either of what, either of you noticed this when you watched the movie recently, but he puts the transvestite strut. In, oh, yeah. Yeah. in his walking as Wadsworth. So it's great. Especially when he's telling the end of the, you know, he's acting as the detective and showing who killed who. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I always find that funny. I, I, I would agree with you. Michael McKean is probably the unappreciated performer in this because no one really talks about his performance in this movie, but he has so many good little bits that you have to go back and yes. pay attention to. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the background like almost the entire time too. He just yeah. makes his facial expressions and running into shit, shit getting thrown around. I, I think yeah. one of those moments where they're like drawing straws and uh, trying to figure out who's going to go with who, and the maid's like, "I have to go on my own. I would be so scared. Will no one come and help me?" And like, do the guys like, "I'll help," and he's like, "No, thank you." <laughs> that, that little like that dry little moment and the turnaround it's just like so key and i i know we talked about this off 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 camera off microphone at one point uh the scene where he's getting dragged around by wadsworth in the end thrown left and right yeah and then he gets thrown into the bathroom because that's where mr body is stored and when he like opens the door and comes back out he's used the restroom there's a flushing noise he's washing his hands it's a little moment that you don't notice but it's so funny in context yes yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. So good. (laughs) (laughs) 
and yeah, let's not let's not ignore Mad- Madeline Kahn and the fact that she she was probably I think one of the only people allowed to improvise her lines because of the script was far from what I remember reading about script was pretty locked down and they wanted to do a fairly close adaptation of the script for it and but every once in a while she'd come up with this thing that was so funny on set like her completely forgetting her line about Yvette and just like <clears throat> improvising and they were like well we have to keep this now because this is the best thing like in the scene right here. Right. Yeah. The the flames they just flamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so one of my favorite scenes um is the uh dining room scene where they're talking about Miss Peacock and the monkey's brains while indigenous to wherever Cambodia are are not found in Washington DC. I love that scene. That scene is just amazing. It's a great scene and it really kind of speaks for the movie and having Michael McKean basically come in and go, is that what we ate? Um, <laughs> Again, stealing the scene right there. <laughs> yeah. Stealing the scene. He really does steal the scene in pretty much every scene he's in. He does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It's like it's a it's a delicacy in Cambodia or something. I think is how the line goes. Yeah. 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 It's been a week since I watched it, so it's already like, man, I need to go and watch that movie again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's the thing is like going and watching a movie like once a week seems silly, but this movie was on TV constantly for like the better part of like a decade and a half. HBO oh, yeah. and Showtime and then Comedy Central. Comedy Central had it for a long time too. Yeah. Constant rotation. That's because it was cheap because it wasn't a success when it came out. So no one wanted to buy it. So everyone bought it because it was cheap. So like yeah. they could just play it constantly and there was a very low licensing fee for it. Mm-hmm. And then so, it became a cult classic because of that. Well, yeah, because yeah. kids like Josh and I grew up with the damn movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, millennials. <laughs> Oh, def- definitely a movie of our generation, though. Just oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and like, and it's just so beautifully eighties too. It is. Is it though? Yeah, like, like with uh, it's. I mean, it's a. Didn't John Landis do the script? There's nothing more eighties than John Landis. <laughs> uh, I'd have to go look that up. Writers: John Landis, John Lynn. Okay, Landis, and somebody else. I mean, it's, it's, it, it definitely casts itself as a period piece, though, so I never particularly got the 80s vibes off of the setting or the story. I definitely get it off of the actors, because this is a group of comedic actors that you basically wouldn't get together for any other movie in any decade. Right. Yeah. Like, the, all the people that we listed already, that is basically, like, your 80s your eighties B cast of actors right there. With, like, Tim Curry coming off the height of his uh, Rocky Horror performance being maybe the one, quote-unquote, name people might recognize yeah. on the poster. Because Christopher Lloyd wasn't really super famous yet. What did he do, Buckaroo Banzai? Yeah, it wasn't until uh, like, Back to the Future, I guess, later yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Back to the Future came out after Clue. Yeah. Yes, it did. Much, yeah, not long <laughs> after, but... Which, bad timing. If this movie had come out after Back to the Future... Oh, yeah. I think more people would have gone to see it. Christopher Lloyd's in this? Yeah. Yeah. And so Martin get... Mole wasn't super famous either. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a, he's one of those, oh, it's that guy kind of actors. Yeah. Yeah. Roseanne wasn't out yet, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, Back to the Future came out in 1985. Yes. So it so... actually came out four years before this one. Clue was out in 1989. I thought it was 1985. Yeah, they were both 85. Oh, they were both 85. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they see now I have to go like actually do research. Release date was July 3rd for Back to the Future. December 13th for. Uh, and December 13th. Clue. So it came out after. Clue. Yeah. It came out after. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a, that tells you the star power of Mar- uh, Michael J. Fox at the time and how little Christopher Lloyd had even after that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, so next time they make a Clue movie set in 1985, they need to make sure they bring Michael J. Fox on as well as Christopher Lloyd. I mean, they got the wrong guy. Like, Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Poor planning on their part. Or Crispin Glover. Uh, that, oh, my God. That, yeah, but he would have to be like Mr. Body because you wouldn't buy him as oh, yeah. anyone else. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to be Mr. Body. <laughs> and he just keeps coming back from the dead. Yeah. Oh. I'm your density. Shit. Well, you've already kind of said it, though, Mike. You 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 said that the whole um, it this was the top B list of actors. Yeah, these Michael are James. these are typically um, all of these actors, even Christopher Lloyd, because he came from Taxi were TV actors who made a movie rather than movie actors who made a a TV show, if that makes it, sense. Except so for, you have the. Well, I was gonna say, except, except for Madeline Kahn. Well, and Madeline Kahn, because she's she's very much a um, uh, Mel Brooks uh, uh, actress. She worked mostly in his films, so she's mm-hmm. been in a lot of the- uh, theatrical productions. But she was uh, in a lot of theatrical productions from Mel Brooks. Yes, but most of her career was SNL. Okay, that is fair. And that is what she was primarily known for. But okay. and she's also known for comedy, not necessarily uh, drama, you know, uh, murder dramas. mystery, dramas. But, mm-hmm. which which this really isn't. I mean, people may have. Th- I have to go back and watch the trailer again. People may have thought this was supposed to be a murder mystery. It's very definitely a comedy, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean you can't you, really make a serious movie about a board game like that. You want to give Madeline Kahn some credit here. She was in a Muppet movie. She was in, uh, she was the voice for Draggle in My Little Pony, the movie. Um, oh, yeah. She, she's done everything. And she's done TV. She's done movies. But she's really known for SL, SNL. Okay. Um, that's where most people know her from. But, yeah, she has a long list of movies. I mean, um, you're not anyone. In- credit. You're really yeah. not anyone until you star a side of Muppet. So, I mean, come on. That's true. Yeah. And she, I think she was one of the people who actually said that. I finally made it. I'm, I'm in a Muppet movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I've been inside of Muppets, and I'm not popular at all. <laughs> B-side, Josh. Beside, not inside. Oh. Well, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> it got very strange here all of a sudden. <laughs> I am not going to deny that. <laughs> Uh, oh, your private life, Josh. <laughs> Could write a book about it. It'd be a very short book. It'd be a very <laughs> short book. <laughs> it's it's really more just like a highlights. <laughs> for kids. Highlights for babies. They make those. Slobber <laughs> the proof pages. I don't want to know. They do. Oh, we have some. Okay. Our, so our baby Clue, has some. If, if you were to... Who, who's your favorite character for Clue? I mean, I would have said oh. Madeline Kahn's Miss White up until we really started talking about Michael McKean. Okay. But it might be Mr. Green now. Yeah, I've always loved Mr. Green and Mrs. White. Yeah. Now, out of the board game, who's your favorite character to play? Oh. Mm, Professor was, um, Plum. I was always Professor Plum. 
Wasn't Miss okay. Scarlet blue in the, the for whatever reason, or was she the red? No, she's the red. Miss Peacock is blue. Yeah, yeah. I think I usually picked Miss Peacock because I just wanted the blue color. Blue color. Okay. Yeah. I, and I was typically Miss Scarlet always. And, and you would you would think I would be able to tell because I'm an artist that Scarlet would be the red piece, but the movie doesn't follow that convention. Miss Scarlet wanders around in like this like tealy jade color. She does. Their their outfits don't match them, but no. their cars do. If you watch at the beginning of the movie how they come in in cars, they're actually in the color of their of their board game piece. It's a nice so, touch. Yeah, that is a nice touch. A very that you nice probably, touch. You know, Easter egg. <laughs> One of them. Egg yeah, because I mean, some of the actors do uh, are dressed in their colors. Uh, Miss Colonel Mustard is in a like very yeah. oranges and yellows, mm-hmm. and I think Plum has some purple in him. But like, you are right. Ms. Scarlet is dressed like head to toe in black, or not Miss Scarlet. The uh, Ms. White is dressed head to toe in black, except for the fact that she's horribly pale. Is the only way you can tell she's Miss White. Yeah. Well, in the board game too, Miss White is the cook. She's not a guest. Really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yes. Wow. So they split those characters out. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Wow. And and then, again, we have to go back and look at Master Detective to see just who else they've added and what they may have changed up for that, because I am curious now. Huh. I, I, I want to know. Yes. We, can, we can always find out. We can always find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you got anything else about this? Oh, well, I guess I do want to point out, I I love the fact that, you know, as weird as the movie is and the endings and all the stuff, they did manage to work in the most important line of all. As as far as who killed Mr. Body, I did it in the hall with the revolver. (laughs) Yes. And you only get that if you watch the final ending of the movie. Like, that's... That seems like such a a line that needed to be in all the endings because it's required to end the board game. If you don't include it, the game's not over. That's true. Yes. That's very true. So uh, if you, when you guys play the game, Clue or Masterclass or however you play it, whichever one you play, do you uh, give me a, an idea? How often do you guys actually win? Or do you try to rush to the end to beat people? I, I usually do really well. And then if I figure out or think someone else is going to get it ahead of me, I'll usually rush through and be off by one. But... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty meticulous. I'm I'm not only paying attention to what I'm guessing, but I'm paying attention to what everyone else is guessing mm-hmm. and whether or not they get a card and it might very well be a possibility that they got a good card or not, so that I can go back later when I've started to figure out some of the clues. So I'd be like, okay, so if they got past a card here and I know these cards are sitting over here with this other person, then that means that this card has to be this. And there's a lot of deductive reasoning that goes into it. So I will I will plod sometimes, but that's just because I'm paying attention to everything. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're going to win the game, you can't just play based on what you see. You have to play based on what everyone else is doing, too. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. I think yeah. when Mom used to play, she used to actually try to be a little bit creative and go to rooms where she already knew. Yes. To throw people off. Mom yeah, was very I, much like that. Well, That's what I do. Yeah. She's a smart lady. It is smart. <laughs> yeah. If you if you know that certain people have some cards and you know that certain people have some rooms or some of them are in your own hand, you can go and guess those and use the duds to narrow down other stuff. The problem with that is, is you have to be careful about how much you do that because you're also giving clues to other people, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why one of the first things that I do is go to whatever I have in my hand and guess that straight up. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to do and that a bit. Won't. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're, and then, and then by the middle of the game, you're just guessing Tim Curry for everything. Yeah, Tim Curry <laughs> did it. He's not in this game, Josh. He did it in the theater with his charisma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so any other questions for Clue? Who did it? Who who wants to guess? Who wants to guess the ending? Mr. Green. Mr. Green. I mean, he he killed he killed Mr. Body. They, everyone else killed everyone else, but he killed Mr. Body. <laughs> and it was justifiable because he was working for the government the whole time. <laughs> Spoiler for a 35-year-old movie at this point. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> I I feel no no guilt about that. You guys should have watched it sooner. Yep. <laughs> That's true. It's fair. It's a 35 almost year old movie. Yep. So. Yep. I'm so old. Mm. <laughs> Clue is old enough now it could have had not only children but could be moving on towards grandchildren now. <laughs> it could be. Jeez, oh. Clue. Get it together it's already. It's not that old. It's almost as old as I am. I'm nowhere near having grandchildren. That's because you, well, I mean, if you had kids a little earlier. A lot little earlier. And then they'd have to have kids a lot little earlier, too. I said on their way. I said on its way. Generations are Yeah, generations are every 20 years. So technically in five years, it could have grandkids easy. You're right. Yep. Technically. Technically I feel we've gotten really off topic now. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I think we're going to use that as a point to wrap it up. Uh, this has been Not So Life from Asteroid G, a watch party with the program. I'm Mike Finkelstein. I'm Queen B. I'm Josh Schaefer. Not Professor Plum anymore? No, I lost my doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye.